Hi everyone, this is a Barclay Damon Live broadcast where we discuss all things L&E, labor, and employment. I'm Ari, let's dig in. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 52, Essential Updates for your 2023 Employee Handbook. I am thrilled to welcome back to the podcast today a repeat guest, but who has not been on for a few months, Rosemary Enright. Um, as our listeners probably know, Rosemary is the practice group leader of the Labor and Employment Practice Group at Barclay Damon, and she brings with her years of experience on the management side and basically just representing employers in any capacity you can think of. So, Rosemary, with that long introduction, welcome. Well, thank you, Ari. I am thrilled to be back. You're right. It's been months. I was starting to get a complex. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad you're back, Ro. And, um, you know, as you know, and our listeners know, every week I ask our guests to share a fun fact about themselves. And I'm going to insist um, because, you know, in another life, I would love to have a travel related podcast, (laughs) but I'm going to insist that you, your fun fact be a travel related story because you always have the best ones when you come on. So I'm going to turn it over to you for that. All right. Um, Well, you know, I was thinking about it and uh, I'm in my home office today um, and we joke and call it Studio B. So here I am in Studio B (laughs) and over my shoulder, I don't know if it'll be my right or left shoulder for our viewers, but you'll see there's this, this is a photograph and it is a bamboo forest in Thailand. Now I can't take credit for the photo. Um, (laughs) I bought it here at the uh, Allentown Art Festival, which plug for the Allentown Art Festival, if you've never been, you should go um, to all of our listeners. But anyway, I was uh, um, did a uh, around the world trip. So uh, we took, I think, eight or nine weeks and went around the world. And uh, one of the stops, I'll talk about other stops if I'm lucky enough to be invited back, um, was in Thailand. And so uh, we were in Phuket and uh, spent quite a bit of time there. And the fun thing about Phuket is um, that is where they actually film a lot of the James Bond when there's like, you know, he's on the the, the, the speedboat racing and you're like, look right. at the water. And there's big rocks out of the water and that it's there. It's in that Phuket area. And so the resort where we were staying, they would take you out on a day long cruise. So we went out and it just happened to be the two of us on this boat and they took us out and showed us and we're saying, this is where this was filmed. This was where that was filmed. So that was a lot of fun. So yeah, Thailand's a beautiful place. I have not been, but it's definitely on my list. So we'll have to chat about that offline for sure. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) All right. So as I mentioned, this is not a travel-related podcast. (laughs) So let's get down to it, Ro. Um, You know, to our listeners, last year, Rosemary joined us and we chatted about essential updates for your employee handbooks in 2022. And Rosemary is back to go through what you need to know about 2023. So Rosemary, um, I think the first thing that you were going to tell us about were some changes to the New York State paid family leave law, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, Ari, because, you know, when, when we talked about doing this, you know, up th- this uh, uh, episode, um, we, th- we, you know, we were thinking, all right, what are all the changes? What, you know, what's coming up in 2023? And interestingly, while there is a lot, there isn't necessarily um, changes that might affect the handbook, right? So there's really... Two. I mean, there's some others we're going to talk about that, yeah, you may want to think about including them, but but really at the end of the day, there's two. And the first is, as you correctly stated, Ari, the New York State paid family leave. And let's just make sure everybody's clear. We're not talking about sick leave. A lot of people get confused, right, Ari? You know, how many calls do we get with somebody talking about my employees taking leave? They're sick. 
and they'll call it paid leave or paid family leave, and we have to stop them. So we're not talking about New York State sick. You know, you accrue one hour for every right. 30 hours worked. We're talking about the paid family leave. So New York's version of basically FMLA. Yes. Right. So the 12 weeks and that. So so just make sure, listeners, that's what we're talking about. And and the change for 2023 is in the definition of what or who is a family member. So I bet a lot of you out there took the model policy, you know, and it lays out who's eligible and the benefits and that. And it will say for purposes of this, for, for paid leave, this is what X is. And they define things and they define a family member. And so for 2023, the family member now includes siblings. All right. So um, and when they say siblings for purposes of this um, for New York State paid family leave, a sibling can be your uh, um, natural, I guess you say natural born sibling, um, uh, an adopted sibling, a, uh, a half sibling and a step sibling. So it's, you know, in whatever whatever someone's family looks like. Right. Because everybody's families are different. Um, that person who is a sibling is now covered. So what that means is that now our, an employee may take paid family leave under New York State to take care of a sibling who may be ill. So, so what you'll do, everybody, is just go out to your policy and drop in the word sibling. Could you include all those definitions? Sure. You know, you could put a parenthetical and list, you know, adopted, natural, you know, half and step. Um, or you could just say sibling. I don't feel strong the other way. I don't know if you do, Ari. I do not. And uh, you anticipated my next question, Ro, which was, so is this just a matter of basically adding a word? Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> you in your handbook, all you need to do is go in there and add sibling and you you, you should be okay. <laughs> that's right. You don't even have to update your table of contents, which, let's be honest, is really hard to do. <laughs> Yes, I agree. That's probably the most onerous part of putting together a handbook. <laughs> is, that is right. That is right. Yeah. So, um, uh, so yeah. So that's the first. That's the first of our two. Ari. Got yeah. it. Um, and we'll definitely, as as you mentioned, Ro, talk about some other things we think employers should be aware of. But before we do for 2023, can you can you just dive into that second? or dig in, as we like to say, to that second yes. topic that's new for handbooks. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, interestingly, Ari and I have had a lot of conversations about this because um, I know she's got a future podcast uh, devoted to um, related uh, uh, topics um, with this. But uh, um, I think a lot of you probably already have a lactation accommodation policy in your handbook. If yes. you don't, you should. Um, uh, but I suspect if you've listened to our podcast, you do. And um, if you use any that we've provided or even some that are out on the web, like some of the model policies, they're quite good. But for 2023, it has been expanded. All right. And and so now a, a lot of our policies will talk about, you know, the the uh, the woman who's coming back. She's got to call, call, you know, give five days notice that she's going to need, you know, this accommodation. And there's an interactive process. So all of that is in there. So what changed? Well, now there's more words. You may have to update the table of contents now. Right. So, so what they want, what, what you're required to do now is actually, I'd say, Ari, describe. Would you agree with that? Describe what the the, the room looks like. So yes. we know that we have to let um, uh, employers have to uh, permit uh, women to take breaks, a reasonable number of breaks. 
uh, to express breast milk. So, um, so what you're going to do with your policy now is you're going to go in, you're going to talk about what the space will look like. So the room that you're going to provide and the requirements now in 2023 are well lit, um, close to where the employee works, um, private, so they don't have to worry about people intruding, coming in and out. So yeah. if they're in there, they know that it will be private. Um, there has to be a table, an electrical outlet, and a chair. Yes. So, um, and I think, Ari, did I mention, I don't know, the running water. I think there's also, yes. uh, I, I don't know if I said that. Yeah. So, so basically the way I think of it, as goofy as this is going to sound, it's like when we were all in elementary school and you went to the school nurse. Right. You go into the school nurse, right? Think about yes. it. Yep. You, know, you go in there, there's the chair. There's also the cot, you know, and the, <laughs> right. you know that you right. kind of, but seriously, there's a table, there's running water, there's, it's well lit, it's private. I mean, it's basically, so that's what New York State requires now. And you want to include all of that in your policy. Yes. So that's in your handbook, describing it. So that's what, that's what happens in 2023. Now, um, additionally, uh, you also have to distribute a policy. Yes. So I'm sure, you know, I know Ari has spoken about some of the others, like Ari, it's like the sexual harassment, right? Yes. Have, yep. have, yeah. So, you know, so same thing here, we're going to distribute a policy. And while it may include everything that I just talked about, you may also in that policy include, you know, when they have to punch in, punch out. New York State doesn't require that, but the policy you give your employee may have more information. It may have your company's procedures. This is how we do it here. Right. right? But in the handbook, all you really need, you don't need to talk about punching in, punching out, all of that. What you need to focus on in that in the employee handbook for 2023 are the conditions that I just talked about. Table, chair, electrical outlet. And one other thing, Ari, um, if, if your workplace happens to have a refrigerator, all right, somewhere, um, and obviously it's clean and all of that, but, uh, but a refrigerator that, that the employees can use, uh, the individual who may be uh, expressing the breast milk should be given access to that in case they want to store it there. All yes. right. So you can't forbid someone from using that refrigerator. And, and to be crystal clear, you don't have to provide the refrigerator. It's just if you happen to have one, like at our, as you know, at our law firm right. and our cafeteria, we have a refrigerator. Exactly. So they, should exactly. Be that they should be permitted to use that. You can't prevent them and say, no, you can't use that. Right. Yeah. So I think the main um, updates for 2023, in, at least as we're talking about workers who are expressing breast milk in the workplace, is um, there are just more requirements in terms of what that space looks like. Mm -hmm. um, and I did want to ask, Ro, because I think this is an important point for our listeners, and they may already know this, but this law applies to all employers in New York State, correct? Regardless of size. That's right. Or number of employees. That's exactly right. Yes. Great. I think that was a great overview of, you know, the new requirements under the New York State Labor Law. And to our listeners, as Rosemary mentioned, we'll have another um, podcast where we talk about the Federal Pump Act, which is a similar piece of legislation that was recently um, 
signed into law. So we'll talk about that next week. But um, Rosemary, at the beginning of the episode, you mentioned there were two really new handbook specific items, but I think there were some other updates to the law that we kind of wanted to flag for our listeners, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, actually, before we even jump to those, Ari, you and I had talked and um, we wanted to remind everybody um, that, uh, you know, everybody's familiar because we did podcasts or episodes rather ad nauseum on COVID <laughs> and, and all that, you know, Glad they're in the past. Maybe. That's right. exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, and we talked about the New York state vaccination leave. Yes. So, so relative to handbooks, if, uh, uh, some of you put in your handbook in your leave section, or if you have a section that's called time away from work, and you happen to include the New York State paid vaccination leave. Yep. All right. In your head, you were thinking, oh, well, it sunsets December 31st of 2022. With my 2023 handbook, I'll take it out. Not too fast. Uh-huh. All right. So don't you don't want to do that. So um, the vaccination leave was extended through the end of this year. So um, if it's in your handbook, you have to leave it, and if you have a debt, if you had a, uh, an end date in there of 2022, you'll want to update that to 2023. Right. And to, yeah. And to be clear, Ari and I are not suggesting you should include that in your handbook, but if it is, you'll want to make that update because it's uh, it's still um, in force. Yes. And similarly, uh, so is the New York State uh, paid sick you know, for COVID. Yes. That's the other thing, you know, I joke and and when Ari and I are talking, we're talking to clients, we say, yes, there's New York State paid sick. There's also COVID paid sick. Yes. And that's still, so be careful. We've had a lot of clients call and say, you know, oh, well, my employee got COVID and I'm making them use their sick leave. And wait a second. Yep. No, COVID's still out there. Yes. Sick leave. So, and there is no sunset date on that. Yes, and I'm glad you pointed that out because that is a question. We still get a lot of questions on that. Um, so as it relates to the paid vaccination leave, if you have it in your handbook, you should update the date. should be a pretty quick update. If you don't have it in there, it's okay. You don't necessarily need to put it in there. But just as an FYI as well on the COVID paid sick leave, it's still there with no end date in sight. <laughs> yeah. None. And I don't know that it's ever going to go away. And then, of course, related to this, Ari, we have the HERO Act. Yes. Right? And so... Our new favorite piece of legislation. (laughs) Well, I guess I shouldn't say new anymore because it's been a while now, but... (laughs) It's right. It has been a while. But again, we've had a lot of people think, oh, well, the HERO Act had to do with COVID. Right. And, excuse me, it does not. Um, It is infectious diseases, airborne infectious diseases in general. So yep. the HERO Act doesn't go away. So just like the vaccine leave, you know, will, will in theory sunset the end of 2023, the HERO Act isn't going away. Yes. All right. And, and so, I mean, what happens is with the, if there is a, a, an infectious disease that um, I can't remember the designation now, Ari, that it gets, but there's a designation. I'm drawing a blank right now. It doesn't matter for purposes of what we're talking about. But that's when you then have to enact all of your your safety, your health and safety precautions and the plan that the HERO Act requires every employer to have. Yes. Okay. And now if you're freaking out thinking, we have to have a safety plan, call Ari. (laughs) 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 So true. Well, it's true, Ro, because 
what I was going to say was, and if that happens again, or, you know, if COVID has an uptick or there's, you know, God forbid something else that happens, the turnaround time is very, very quick with mm -hmm. respect to you actually enacting the plan that you, sh and you should already have that plan in place so that you can pull the trigger quickly. Exactly. Exactly. And so related to the handbook, so this is why Ari and I wanted to bring these things up. Um, you should in your handbook already have um, a blurb about the HERO Act yes. um, in your handbook. And if you're sitting there and you're thinking, you know what, I don't think I do. Again, it's very simple. I'm looking down. I, I won't read it to you, but literally the, the, um, what we have drafted and, and given to our clients is literally like two paragraphs. It's like four or five sentences. You're right. just referencing or letting your employees know that in fact you have this health and safety plan in place. Yes. And so that is required in your handbook. It was required in 2022, still required in 2023. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So if you don't have that, don't panic, but definitely, I don't want to say panic, but Pay some attention to that. <laughs> <laughs> you'll want it when you're in the next month or so when you're updating your handbook, you'll want to get that yes. in there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's leave the HERO Act behind. <laughs> <Bro>. <laughs> One thing I wanted uh, you to give your insight on for our listeners, since we are talking about handbooks and in handbooks, our policies is, you know, work from home policies. Obviously, we saw we had a lot of questions about those in 2021, 2022. Um, any special considerations for employers to keep in mind when they're reviewing their handbook? Um, you know, if they have a work from home policy and they've decided to include it. Yeah, well, you know, um, it, it's, it's a great question, Ari. And, and again, you and I were talking about this. You know, a, a lot of uh, employers create, created a work from home uh, policy. Yep. But they didn't put it in their handbook because they thought, oh, it's just for COVID. And now you know, when everybody's working from home, when we have the whole essential business and all of that. Yes. Well, and so now we've got people in this hybrid mode. Mm -hmm. So you've got some people working remotely, others not, and so forth. And you've got this remote policy, and I, I should say this standalone remote policy. And now all of a sudden, it's you're, you're getting out of sync here because you've got a hybrid model. You've got right. some people at home. You've got this policy. So, so the first thing, and I have to give credit where credit is due, Ari, had, Ari said to me, you know, the first thing I always say is, you know, you need to, if you've got a policy like this, you've got to keep track of where it is. I mean, right. and, so, and, and you probably want to put it in your handbook right? Um, because they get out of sync and then you have a problem. But, you know, what I'd say, Ari, is, you know, if, if you're going to have a, a remote policy, um, you need to be crystal clear, just as you are with any other policy, all right? And, and you're laying out, I'll refer to them as the standards of conduct, the standards of conduct. So, I, you know, we expect you to be, you know, when you're on, you know, let's say client calls or customer calls, or you're on a Teams call. Some companies have said, if you're going to be on a Teams call with someone, we expect you to be dressed at least business casual. Maybe it's from the top up. But, but still, you know, um, you have your pajama bottoms and your bunny slippers, but, but still, you know, if you've got certain requirements as to how you want people to, uh, to present themselves when they're on camera, yeah. um, you talk about make sure the working hours, the expectations, and I always say, Ari, and I suspect you do too, um, you know, there's something in there that this is not um, necessarily a, a permanent, and I always hate the word permanent, but benefit. Right. right. An opportunity. 
Right. And at any point, if the needs of the business change or if you're not meeting our production or our qualitative and quantitative standards, we may bring you back into the workplace. So to me, you know, it's the way, you know, you're going to lay out in your policy how you want people to behave yes. just as you do in the workplace. And they need to understand that everything that applies in the workplace applies when they're in their home office. And, and again, I would always keep that sentence in there or in, that talks about the fact that this is all based on the needs of the business. I know. So, yes. uh, so that, that, I think that, that those would be my uh, I think those would be my my comments on that. Yeah, of course. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Marie. Oh, no, no. I was just saying I agree with everything you said. And I, I do think on the flip side of that coin, we've had employers who maybe want to keep the policy a little more general, at least in certain places. So there is that built in flexibility. So kind of what you were saying in terms of like an end date or maybe not, you know, maybe as an employer, your workforce is doing fine working predominantly remotely and you're not in an essential industry and maybe you don't. You're just kind of seeing how it goes, which is OK, too. <laughs> That's, right. That's exactly right. Yeah. You know, and now and now this dovetails great or very nicely, Ari, into uh, our the, the requirement for New York State for the yes. uh, electronic uh, posting. Yes. I'll let you tell that. Tell everybody <laughs> about that. Yes. So we also would be remiss if we did not mention, because it is related, although it's not necessarily a handbook specific law, but as our listeners might know, New York State has amended the labor law to require employers to make workplace posters or policies. So, you know, the ones we've talked about, the wage and hour posters, the anti-discrimination posters, the, you know, the EEOC uh, know Your Rights poster, I think is what it's called now, yeah. that they need to be available electronically as well. So if you know, if you have, that can be, and I think the law isn't exactly clear, row in terms of what that means, other than if you have a company website, put it on your website, you could send it out to your employees who uh, have email, you know, those types of things. But I think it, it does, it's related to this and fits nicely within the episode because, you know, obviously within your handbook, you're going to have those types of policies, at least the anti-discrimination ones for sure. So, um yeah, we just wanted to remind our listeners that that's a new requirement, pretty new. I think it's only been in, you know, uh, I think it was enacted toward the end of December. So that's right. Yeah, um, it's... you know, something else to keep track of. <laughs> that's right. Lot, there's lots to keep track of, but for uh, sure, but yeah. Like we, like you said, I think that fit nicely be, in, with this episode because there are a lot of our our um, employers post their uh, handbooks electronically. Yes. So you're doing this electronically. And again, handbooks aren't covered under the new law, but it goes hand in hand. All right. So exactly. if, you're, if you've got it, your handbook out there, all the posters have got to go out there yes. too. The same thing. So, Ro, I think one last um, thing that we wanted to touch on, which again, is not doesn't apply to every employee handbook out there, but um, there were, there are some updates this year or that will go into effect this year with respect to um, certain attendance policies, point, points-based attendance policies, or what we in the legal industry call um, no-fall attendance policies. And I think if you could tell our listeners a little bit about that, because if you have one of these types of attendance policies, chances are it's, it's well, it's definitely written down somewhere and it may be included in your handbook. <laughs> yeah, very likely in the handbook. That's right, Ari. Well, and, and um, it, you know, it, it's when you read the law, you're like, my heavens, it's, it's a lot as you read it. Um, and what the requirement is, but it's it, you can really just boil it down to this. Um, if someone calls off 
and the call off is for some uh, falls under some sort of protected leave. All right. So uh, leave under FMLA. Yep. New York State paid family leave. Right. New York State paid sick leave. Yep. Um, COVID sick leave. Vaccination leave. I mean, yep. and the list goes on. Um, and also, um, and that's intermittent leave under FMLA. So if they, if a worker had calls off or leaves work early or reports to a work late, and it is because of one of those, it would fall under one of those protected leaves. It would qualify. I think that's a better way to say it would qualify, um, as a, under one of those protected leaves. Um, you cannot, as an employer, um, assess, so Ari used the word point, a point against them. Yet when you read the, the law, they talk about demerits. I don't know right. who gives demerits other than my grammar school. But maybe <laughs> somebody right. does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but it's points or you write them up in some way. So right. um, that is that will be a violation of the law. You're basically making, an, a, a, you know, I'll say an accommodation. Um, and so, so that goes into, and I think that's, when does that, is that June? No, I believe in June. Yep. Yeah. I think that's it's right. June. Yeah. June, 2023. Yeah. So, so for, so, so what do you do with that then? Yeah. Are that was you... my next question. So if you have this type of, you know, say you have one of the point based attendance policies and you're listening, what does that mean for purposes of your policy? Like what? How are you changing it or how should you change it? Yeah, well, so similar to what um, everybody hopefully has done with, for example, their dress code policy. So with the dress code policy, you added that a sentence that would say accommodations will be made for religious disability, you know, and so yep. forth uh, reasons. You would do the same thing here. All right. So so accommodations will be made. Um, I'd have to think about the wording I'd want to use. Accommodations is the word that comes to mind right now. But accommodations will be made for um, any protected you know, type of labor, you know, an absence that but that, that's what I would say in an absence that is uh, uh, protected by some sort of statutory leave. Right. Something right. Like that. It's right. literally just a, a sentence. sentence. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. OK. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that is an accurate description of the law. And I, I, I'm hoping, Ro, that at some point, maybe there'll be some guidance issued on, on it, maybe just to tell us a little bit more, but it's kind of hard to predict that I feel. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. And it, and, and it's, in, you know, it's, you're right. I, just like, I think just like, um, when, uh, when I'm, I'm drawing a blank now on which, which one and the guidance came out like six months later, yeah, trying the, to help. the COVID paid the COVID sick leave, I think. Yeah. Same yeah. thing, you know? And so, so I think once, you know, once it's put into practice and people start to see, oh, you know what, this issue just is popping up, yes. right? Or this is problematic. That's when we'll get some sort of clarification. Yeah. But the point is right now you need to you need to pay attention as to why someone, if someone calls off or it violates the attendance policy, figure out why. And if, and as I said, you don't hold it against them if they take leave under FMLA or pay right. family leave or something like yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So just pause. Makes sense. Um, well, Ro, I think that's the end of our episode. I, I think this was a great overview of new, we'll say updates to employee handbooks, but also updates to the law related issues. Um, before we break for the day, any last words of wisdom for our listeners on any of the topics we talked about or just generally? 
<laughs> any words of wisdom. Um, you know, I don't think I have any words of wisdom. You well, know, that's keep... you shared enough today, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think so. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, well, no, I, 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 I well, wear sunscreen. <laughs> as, as, someone, as someone who's at the dermatologist every three weeks, there's my random right. wisdom. We I love that. And yes. You know, maybe beyond our expertise a little, but common sense or, you know, I, I, you know, I even wish I could give myself that, uh, advice like 20 years ago, honestly. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Ro. This was great. Yeah. Always a pleasure to have you on. And I'm sure I, I can convince you to come on again this year. <laughs> I, I'm happy to come on. Okay, perfect. And to our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Next week, we will really dive into the PUMP Act. It's similar to some of the increased protections we were talking about today under New York state law, but we will really dig in and tell you what you need to know. See you then. The Labor Employment Podcast is available on BarclayDamon.com, YouTube, LinkedIn, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Like, follow, share, and continue to listen. Thanks.